The retirement planning world is filled with plenty of advice and suggestions that help us attack the things that we need to attack in retirement planning, hopefully. But there are critical questions lurking in the shadows that often sometimes get overlooked. And on this episode of Retire Ready, we're going to tackle a couple of those here with Kyle this week on the show. So stay tuned. This is Retire Ready. When it comes to retirement planning, you literally can't afford to procrastinate. You have to be prepared for any possible financial challenge. Let's make sure that you're ready for retirement. It's time for the Retire Ready Podcast with Kyle Hammersmith, investment advisor, representative, and founder of Mocan Wealth Management. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast this week as Kyle and I talk about some of retirement planning's hidden questions. We went with the title hidden, even though I think maybe overlooked or maybe just our focus gets put someplace else is maybe more appropriate. Uh, we, we truly have one maybe hidden question on here, but I think the rest we know, but we tend to drift in our you know thoughts and our focus when it comes to different avenues of retirement conversation. And that's what we're going to get into this week here on the podcast with Kyle, who is the president and investment advisor representative at Mocan Wealth Management. What's going on, my friend? How you doing this week? Just uh, surviving day by day. Youngest one is one years old now. We did a nice little gathering for her. Uh, kids are back in school. Halloween's around the corner yeah. here. So uh, looking stuff. forward to some of the holiday stuff coming up and, you know, football's up and rolling now. Oh, so yeah. it'll be fast and furious, uh, man. The year will wind down before you know it, right? I know it's going to be like 2024 before we know it. I so. know. Crazy goofiness. And, and, uh, that's certainly not hidden, right? It's on its way, but let's talk about some of these this week here on the show. Like I said, I think maybe the focus gets drifted, Kyle. So we'll kind of probably talk about it from that angle, but let's start with our first one here. How much are those tax deferred savings eventually going to cost me in taxes. And if you're talking about focus, this is an easy one, especially if we spent 30 years saying, oh, I don't have to deal with the taxes now. Cool. Let me punt that until later. Right? Yeah. This is uh, this is probably the big one is most people that I'm or most households that I'm either talking to or sitting down when, when we do kind of our, our live retirement masterclass uh, sessions over two nights is just kind of really trying to educate them on like how to properly use those tax deferred accounts because there's pros and cons of those. Um, I think that most most people after they kind of sit down and invest some time into it have realized they have way too much in those tax deferred accounts. They've really made them their main savings vehicle. Um, what's it going to cost you? I mean, that really just depends on, you know, how you're going to use those in retirement. You know, what order are you going to withdraw from your accounts? Um, are you making assumptions that like taxes will be lower when you retire? Um, so you really want to make sure you're maximizing those tax deferred dollars by making sure when you basically what you were doing while you're working was deferring that tax decision until later. But when you actually start withdrawing money from those tax deferred accounts, you know, what other sources of income are you going to have coming in? Because if you don't do it right, we're like that could technically would cost you money in taxes that if you would have had other withdrawal strategies in place, you could have avoided so it's just making sure you have like basically a withdrawal or an order of withdrawal strategy in place to maximize those tax deferred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like it's it's easy to do, right? Especially when every year, this is what we've been taught forever and a day, Kyle, is just pump it into the 401k, you know, go to work, drop it in the 401k for 30 years or so, and you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire and all that stuff. But that's often not the case. And eventually, you know, you got to pay the piper, right? Those taxes come due. So it's certainly worth talking about a, a good tax strategy along the way. 
Uh, and we'll get into some more of that, I'm quite sure, as we move through the things. But let's go to number two here on our hidden questions, which is, speaking of those savings, how much you know can I withdraw from them each year? And of course, it's easy to go to the 4% rule, which is the, the number that most people have probably heard. But if you think about those tax-deferred savings we were just talking about, Kyle, you, if you're going and saying, I got a million bucks, it sounds sexy, it's cool, I'm glad I'm a millionaire. Well, you really don't, right? You're more like probably a 700000 heir or something like that, because again, Uncle Sam is waiting on their portion. And if you're talking 4%, well, first you were saying 4% off of a million, that's forty grand, cool. But now it's really more like twenty eight grand if it's seven, you know, 700000 So there's a lot of finagling in here. Yeah, I think it really just comes down to like how much can you withdraw it? I mean, you can withdraw withdraw as much as you want. Like, are you trying to make this money last as long as you <laughs> But that's do? the like, question, like, right? How you long know, do you like, want to last? Are we taking it out to 85, 90, 95, 180? Like those matter. Like what are your what are your legacy planning goals? Like are you trying to leave a big chunk of money behind for somebody? Um, are you being too conservative with your withdrawals and you're not spending enough where you are going to leave a big chunk behind? I think most people and the financial industry uses this Monte Carlo you know, philosophy of like a static withdrawal rate coming from your accounts. Hey, you have a 75% um, probability of not outliving your money, but it's like, okay, the other 25%, like how bad was the failure? Did I run out at 70, run out at 80? Did 75% of the time where I did, you know, have success, like was I leaving $3 million behind that I did not spend? So it's really just kind of coming down to, I would tell people, we'll solve for your net income that you need. Take a look at what you have. What's the best way to withdraw from your accounts? The biggest way to make sure your savings last and you need less from your investments is just to make sure you kind of maximize your social security and having a good understanding on how your social security is taxed based upon the asset that you have. Yeah. Yep. Great point for sure. So again, it, you know, the income and the tax strategy really play hand in hand. And when you tug on one lever, it changes the other one. So it's certainly worthwhile to have those chats with a qualified pro when it comes to, uh, you know, these, the little things that can be hidden. And again, again, they're not truly hidden, but I think we know it, but we tend to lose sight of it. And insurance is another or just, one. Oh, or just be, yeah, just, just be prepared for additional spending because it will happen. Yep. You're not going to live on, you know, 4% of a million dollars. You know, you're not going to take out $40,000 every year and raise it for inflation. Like, that's just not how there's periods of times where you're going to be taking out more and less. Yep. So I would always say, just know what those adjustments are beforehand. That way you're not surprised, you know, yeah. when those adjustments need to be made. Absolutely. So. All right. So let's talk about number three here, the life insurance question. Uh, you know, again, if we're talking about the standardisms that we go through in life, Kyle, you know, you have life insurance when you're like your age right now, right? You've got the young ones at home, protect, you know, in case something happens, blah, blah, blah. But many retirees have heard for years that they don't need life insurance when they're retired. May or may not be the case, depending on what you want to do with it. But it can, it's almost like a Swiss army knife life insurance is at this point. It can do a lot more stuff than we think it can. Yeah. This really depends on where you're at in your stage. You know, if you're 50 versus 65, like, Trying to go get a term policy or a whole life policy at 65 and mm-hmm. plus, it's really expensive. So, you know, it, it's really one of those assumptions where life insurance is really meant to replace income. And it could be the same not, thing if you're 70, whether you're 40 or 70, right? Yeah. So the, the idea is like, if you're married, for instance, like what does the surviving spouse need to live off of because you're going to lose a social security check. Let's just assume you both own social security. So like, is there enough behind like left there to live off of, you know, should I have life insurance when I'm retired? Like ideal situation is you got it before you retired outside of your employer. It really just depends on the situation of, you know, do you, can we increase your monthly withdrawals to, to go buy premiums 
use your premiums to buy life insurance. Like, can you afford to do that? That's really what it comes down to is can you afford to do it? If you can, do you need it? Yeah. You don't go buy life insurance if you really can't afford it and you're going to be sacrificing your current retirement lifestyle. Yep, for sure. And and don't go canceling it until you find out if it's something that you uh, need or not, right? So, because it's just going to be harder to get and cost more if you do. So, definitely another question to make sure that you're asking your financial professional. Uh, number four, what do I need over and above Medicare, if anything? Medicare is pretty great. It does a lot of good stuff, don't you know? But it doesn't do everything, so it may be worth. Do you do you advocate talking to like Medicare specialists, Kyle? I know many advisors do. Absolutely, they're there for you to use at no cost. Um, really understanding that ins- the insurance world in general is going to operate under the suitability standard, where it, again, it's going to be an insurance product recommended to you. But I would always tell people. Like have a general understanding on how Medicare is going to work and then understand like some specific dates of like when decisions need to be made. But mm-hmm. it's healthcare planning is a big part of retirement planning. We're not specifically going to tell our clients what like what companies and products to buy, um, but we can give them an idea, you know, based upon like tax planning, like how that's going to impact their Medicare premiums. Are they going to be paying surcharges for a handful of years? you know, some ways to withdraw from their accounts to kind of keep their Medicare premiums lower. Like what type, you know, here's the type of uh, policies like our clients typically like is, hey, you know, there's insurance comes down to this. Are you willing to pay more on a monthly basis for the luxury of knowing like what your out-of-pocket expenses are going to be? And then really just making sure you sit down with a Medicare professional who's going to represent multiple companies and just educate you year to year. So yeah, it's, it's definitely out there, but there's a lot of stuff online for you to to go figure it out on your own too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my mom's been, you know, trying to figure it out on her own for the last 20 years and it seems like it's always something she's banging up her head against. So, uh, certainly worthwhile to have a conversation with a Medicare specialist. And, and often your advisor is going to know someone or be able to refer someone if you need some help in that regard. So definitely ask them as well. Uh, final one here, how much am I really paying in fees and commissions? This is probably the true hidden one on this list, if anything, because so many people, Kyle, will say, well, my guy or gal charges me 1%. And many folks think that that's actually all they're being charged for their financial services. Uh, and that's probably just the advisor fee. But what about what it is that you have and what kind of fees are hidden inside there? Because that is where the hidden fees truly lie. I mean, really, it comes down to, do you actually want to know what you're paying? Because most people, they'd rather not know. Um, True. There was actually some studies done, I think, recently where it just said, like, you know, higher net worth individuals are willing to pay more in fees versus, you know, uh, someone who's not a high net worth. It's just like, you know, what do you have and what are you willing to pay to take advantage of that? Cheaper, 100% cheaper does not mean the best. Like, the cheapest way to do anything investing or in life in general is like you just do it yourself. Like you don't have to pay someone to do it. If you're willing to pay someone to do something for you, I would uh, highly suggest you, do you know what you're paying for and what you're going to get in return? Mm. Um, Most people don't know what they're paying. Uh, Like you said, most people are like, Oh yeah, I pay 1% or Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Right. For the service that they're rendered potentially, but there's other costs involved as far as like expense ratios and all that fun stuff. So I think the industry average is like most people are going to pay between one and 2%. I would assume just from my personal experience, like 90% of the people that do that, they just have a bunch of diversified pie charts and an investment person. And they're going to see them maybe once or twice a year. They don't have all the other stuff. They're not getting the full ongoing retirement planning advice and investment management. They're just paying full price for the investment management. 
Yeah, and that's where I think a lot of people fall into is, is trying to figure out what you know what kind of relationship are you looking for, and what's the value. Fees are not necessarily bad in in if there's value attached to it, right? You know, so the yeah, I mean, like it, there's there are individuals out there just looking for the cheapest way to do it, sure. right? Yeah, that's fine. You know, but that's well, what you're going to yeah, get. Can, so just remember that. You know, exactly. So like fee conscious is important, but it's not like hey, would you pay a three percent fee for a thirty percent return? Well, obviously, mm-hmm. right. So it's, is it about the performance or is it about the fee? Like there's multiple variables that come into the total cost. And then really like the ongoing value that's presented is a big deal too. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So there you go. So there's some things to think about when you're talking about retirement planning questions. Make sure you're having those conversations. Make sure that you're thinking about the different places for focus. And if you're saying to yourself, well, I don't have time or I don't have the knowledge to focus on all this stuff. Well, that's why you work with a qualified professional so they can help you shore up the defense uh, in those areas as well as the offense. So reach out to Kyle. Have a conversation. If you're not already working with him, Retire Ready is the name of the podcast. MocanWealth.com is where you can find Kyle and all sorts of good things there at his website, mocanwealth.com, M-O-K-A-N wealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify, and share the podcast with others that might benefit from the message as well. He's also got the Retire Ready Toolkit on his website, so check that out while you're there. It's a great way to get started, again, at mocanwealth.com. For Kyle Hammerschmidt, I'm Mark Kelly, and your host. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you later here on Retire Ready. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth, LLC, and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities. Licensed insurance professional. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Insurance product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company.